we've made it. Yeah. Double digits. Dude. So to pull on who you got. All right, never mind. All right, <laughs> here we are, Blue Tail Bow Hunters, the podcast of just random shit and sucking <laughs> hunting. Yes. A little bit of police work. This is uh, yeah. Devin is normal in here. Tipo. Tipo. As normal. Clint. What's up? It's the first time these two have gotten in the same time in like I don't know a month. <laughs> and then back in action, brother from several mothers. Bob Van <laughs> Dave Vanderport. <laughs> Vandy, shout out to the Thank people. You, brother. Thank you guys for having me back. Hey, thanks for coming. Yes, First perfect. episode was awesome. Well, um, with you. Loved every every second of it. And I wanna I wanna keep that going. Well, so apparently your significant other will not let us podcast in there. If I'm present anymore, that's the rumor. People's people are asking. Something about a like a skunky smell oh, wow. coming from the basement. <laughs> There's no ventilation down Yeah, right. We gotta go back to the old college methods. Clearly I missed something when I left. <laughs> there there was nothing I'm just making fun of. Him being a pothead now. Yeah. What? <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm going to start this off. Um, our end of watch uh, stuff, I'm going to go with uh, police officer Jason Shooping. Uh, Jason was a police officer for the Concord Police Department in North Carolina. His end of watch was Wednesday, December, December 16, 2020. Uh, he was shot and killed while responding to an attempted carjacking at a fast food restaurant. Um, Let's go. A North Carolina alcohol law enforcement agent encountered an abandoned vehicle at the scene of a single car crash. Um, As the agent and a Concord police officer were at the scene of the crash, a woman approached and told them the man had just attempted a carjacking at a nearby Sonic. Officer Shooping and another officer responded to the restaurant where they encountered the suspect. As they approached the man outside of the building, he produced a gun and opened fire, fatally wounding office, Officer Shooping and wounding the other Concord officer. Two additional responding officers engaged the suspect as he attempted to steal another car, and the man was killed in a second exchange of gunfire. Uh, officer Lord. Shooping had served with the Concord Police Department for 18 months. He was 25 years of age. Jesus. So, man, fucking sucks. So, <clears throat> rest in peace, Jason. Onward. All right. I will do Officer Tyler Avery Herndon, the Mount Holly Police Department, North Carolina. Stay on your mic. Your mic on? No. Again. Jesus. At least we, we caught it this time. I trust. Turn the mic on. That's You're a professional. I trust these guys to turn shit on. And yeah, he, he, just, yeah. He, just, he just he stood back while we said everything. Yeah. So out of respect, I will do this again. Police Officer Tyler Avery Herndon, Mount Holly Police Department, North Carolina. In the watch was Friday, December 11, 2020. Not much details on this other than uh, officers responded to a uh, burglary in progress at a car wash. Um, during that incident, uh, Officer Herndon was uh, shot and killed on scene. He was about 25 years old. Rest in peace. Too young. Another man. 25. Man, doesn't just really start now. Just start now. Yeah. Clinton. All right. I have Sergeant Conley Jumper. Uh, he worked for the Greenville County Sheriff's Office in South Carolina in the Watchers Tuesday, October 20, 2020. Uh, Sergeant Conley Jumper was killed when a suspect attempted to flee during a traffic stop on I-85 near White Horse Road. A deputy attempted to arrest the driver. The man started to struggle with him. Sergeant Jumper arrived back back up to deputy who they were struggling with the man. The subject was able to pull away and re 
already entered his vehicle. He accelerated into heavy interstate traffic and collided with a tractor-trailer tarp, causing Sergeant Jumper to become trapped between two vehicles. A third deputy, who was also responding as backup, unintentionally struck the vehicle after it collided with the tractor-trailer. Sergeant Jumper suffered fatal injuries in the incident. The other two deputies and both suspects sustained non-life-threatening injuries. The subject was charged with murder, resisting arrest with a deadly weapon, assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature, weapons possession during a violent crime, drug trafficking, and resisting arrest. The other subject was charged with drug trafficking and weapons possession during a violent crime. The Sergeant Jumper had served with the Greenville County Sheriff's Office for 28 years and was assigned to the interdiction team. Uh, he is survived by his wife, daughter, parents, and sister. Rest in peace. Yes, thank you. Rest you, in peace. Bro. You got one, Mandy? No. Oh, I maybe. So, uh, <laughs> I know that I think COVID has a lot of um, deaths this year, but yes. just looking at it, yeah, as of already. now, we're almost at the end of the year, but um, last year, 2019, the line of duty deaths was at 148 for the whole year. This year alone, we're not quite there yet, several days left, but it's already 286. So, a significant increase. I know, like I said, COVID has a lot to do with that, but um, <clears throat> part of me has a lot to think that it also has to do with um, everything in the media that's going on and um, just the bullshit that the media is doing and it's, it's tearing the country apart right. and making us look yeah. like the, the, yeah. the enemy and the bad guys and, and the people that are attacking police officers are seen as heroes. So, I, I just think it's fucked up. But well, and then... <clears throat> Correlate that with the suicides, like we talked about right. last time. Sure, yeah. Line of duty deaths are through the roof, and thank goodness, you know, the suicides are down a little. But it, I don't. I, honestly, do doesn't make thinking. sense to me. It does not. I'll have to do some thinking on that. I don't know. Because what we're what we're seeing on the street, I think you guys. Well, either way, know. cops are dying, right. and it's a sad, sad thing. Right. They um, could just be labeled as COVID nineteen. I mean, <laughs> well, well, sure. Yeah, and that could be, but I mean, something that we've seen. I know you you could probably agree, Poland. Um, Clint, not so much because he doesn't work on the road, but um, the the amount of calls for mental health that has increased since COVID. I mean, people can't right. get out; they can't interact right. the way they normally could. So, uh, and it's all ages: it's yeah. kids, it's adults, it's everybody. A lot of mental health stuff going on right now because of COVID. Everybody staying trapped up. Um, they can't go see their doctors like they normally could. So. I don't know. I just, so that doesn't make sense. Well, to me police well. officers, <clears throat> police officers are not down. trained to. You know, they're not trained to deal with it themselves, let alone help somebody else. You know, you all have enough shit on your plate. You know, to take on somebody else's load. That's what breaks a lot of folks, man. And I mean, shout out to a lot of police officers because in saying that, I feel like at the same time, um, it makes you more relatable to people. That are going through that stuff because you're kind for of going, sure. through, you're going yeah, through it as for well. Sure. Um, to where I mean, yeah. I literally just I, I'm yeah. I'm on my lunch break right now, but I literally <laughs> just came from a call so where it is mental health. So yeah. so's Clint. A mental health. So am I. And uh, for the next forty years. Right. <laughs> Two thirteen, not ten forty-two. That's right. Forever. <laughs> forty um, years. But yeah, I just came from one uh, mental health aspect, um, and. You could tell it calmed her down to sit down, and, and I really just kind of talked yeah. to her. And, and I mean, it's a little bit of a, a lot of times, and, that's all folks need, man. Right. Somebody to shout out. And it may be a little bit of bullshit on my end, some of the stuff I'm saying, but at the same time, I still believe it. So, yeah. anyhow. <clears throat> I think a lot of times they can tell you bullshit, too. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You definitely so. don't want to do that with a uniform on. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
So uh, what, what direction do you want to go here? I know you've got a couple questions. I got a, one guy that reached out with a question for you. Or do you do you want to hit that at the end? Or well, hey, you know this could be they could be some good jump off talking points. But that's true. So I say we do it at the end. But because uh, you know it is the Christmas season, and uh, I wanted to kind of give a shout out to the Cops for Kids programs yeah, throughout America, not only Matt Tunes, but you know. Yeah. Because of the Cops for Kids programs all across America. That's Clint. They, uh... Jeez. Because of Cops for Kids programs across America, there are thousands of presents underneath trees and smiles on faces, man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, clothes, shoes on, you know... That's what was really focused on around here this year was the clothes and necessities and, and getting them what they need. Then... We'll get you a couple. I can't know, imagine. So, I, I bet uh, you the application was through the roof this year. Oh yeah, this year, our department alone did well over what we normally do. Yeah, we I did think, over twice the normal. Yeah, uh, applicants. Man, I, I pray you guys um, got fun funding. Um, I, I know you know there for a while. It was doing very well. Right. Yes. Aspect. Yeah. It's, it's a great program, man. And it looked a lot different this year. That's for sure. Well, we yeah. didn't actually shop with the kids, obviously, no, because of COVID. Bother, um, and <laughs> something that kind of got Clint would make welcome another appearance. Back. Welcome back. Um, so you know, and we focus on a lot of the essentials, like Tyler said. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get a whole lot of toys. So I feel like maybe sometimes parents, I don't know how they feel about that. Like they're like, oh, I wish we could have got. Their their kids' toys. A lot of a lot of the um, lists that I saw had a lot of toys, and it's like we kind of want to save any few toys that the parents can yeah. buy for their kids. Like that's the stuff the kids get excited for. They don't give a shit about oh, yeah, yeah. underwear and shirts and socks, but they need that well, stuff. Some of what I was always amazed is that a child would want to purchase stuff for a sibling if the sibling oh, yeah. could come along. Yeah, or, and it was you know that was always the most beautiful Absolutely. thing is that you know they got a chance to spend 150 bucks on themselves you know back then, but they want to spend most of it on their yeah. Kids. I gotta get my little sister a toy. Yeah, yes, all the time. Parents yeah. or a friend, yes. it, it's just a a beautiful thing. But I wanted you guys. Were it's not, refreshing to see that good in the world. Yeah, I, I want to kind of take a left turn here, but. Uh, you guys were not at Mattoon yet. It was when Travis Easton and I ran the Cost for Kids program. There was a young gentleman by the name of Landon. He was in the uh, children's hospital down in St. Louis. He had cancer. I remember this. This kid was 10 years old, and um, it relates because we gave him the chance to you know, spend several hundred dollars uh, buying things for himself he did not want to. He wanted to buy stuff for every kid in his wing. That's awesome. That's cool. It yeah. was, I'm telling you, uh, it, it was such an emotional thing. Um, he, I'm sorry. And that's, he said 10 years old, right? Yeah. He, 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 he lived through the cancer and died in the car crash at 16. Oh my God! Uh, it's just a, any anyway. Uh, so yeah, he wanted to buy you know gifts for the uh, the other kids, and um, we, me, Travis, uh, Jeff Branson. There's one other person with us. I can't remember who it was. We loaded up all the all the shit, and um, 
I think it was like, it was the truck, and, and uh, we all headed down to St. Louis to deliver the gifts. Well, it was icy as hell on 57 going down there. Yeah. And this idiot comes flying by us. We're going about 40. And this idiot comes flying by us at, you know, 80. Next thing we know that the SUV is on its fucking top, sliding through the median. Oh and Branson looks at me, I look at him, we look at Travis, and it's like, let's turn the fuck around. <laughs> yeah, we went back to Matt Toon. I, I think we were about in yoga. And uh, so the second trip, we we made it down there the second time. And uh, you want to talk about a heartwarming situation. Uh, those kids, a lot of them have no hope. This would be their last Christmas. And uh, for some, it was their first Christmas. And uh, first went. But to see the gleam in their eyes when we just delivered, you know, a $10 toy or something, it was... Uh, it was it was a beautiful thing, but yeah, shout out to the Cost for Kids program, and uh, you know, Landon, I, I can't remember his last name, and that's on me, but, you know, I love you, son, I know you're out there somewhere, you know, you, you warmed a lot of hearts, and you changed uh, some things in this cop's mind, and uh, I'll be forever in his debt for doing that. Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say that, you know, that's yeah. part of the reason that you became a cop, was to change people's lives, but yeah. through that, 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 that experience alone obviously changed yours. Well, you know, we all get into the job for different reasons. We all stay in the job for different mm-hmm. reasons. Right. And um, that came at a time, you know, when I needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis talked me into doing the Cost for Kids program. I didn't want to do it. And then, that, you know, that, that was like the, either the first or second uh, Christmas. And, man, it's, from that point on, I was all yeah. in. Yeah. All yeah. In. Well, it's easy <laughs> to get sucked into the negative part of the job. Yeah, all the all the bullshit. Yeah, and then you just don't consume it. Yeah, wallowing your own self pity. To where you don't want to do anything extra on the job, like something like shop or shop the cop or cop kids or whatever. Um, It's just extra work, and you don't really want to be there because it kind of involves work. You know. Yeah. You see it on on a lot of faces. Well, and I was fortunate enough to have a a wife that um, she encouraged me to do it, and you know, God dang, I'm just I'm glad that. that I did because it certainly made a mark on my life that has lasted to this point and um, through through uh, Landon we were able to you know change it probably change a few lives sure. if not you know several one at a time at least well yeah and it, it, it's uh, a good band of Charleston just did theirs uh, I think <coughs> Sunday maybe I don't know but they they were able to help I think a hundred kids or more too. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. So great program. And that's I mean that's obviously yeah. something that's nationwide. I mean a lot everybody uh, I would think most to all departments are yeah are doing that. So yeah. You got plugged in right there. I think you got a little gap. I just want to make sure. Mm. I can. I mean you can hear me, Kane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was looking at the rest of them. They don't have that gap. So um, I didn't know if it's gonna. Excuse this mic sound. That's that's better. Just leave yeah. it like that. Leave it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they need to be the only one talking, man. You get a little break. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but you know, I I'll I'll ask you guys this, and then I'll, I'll say why I got into the job. But you know, I, I would like to know just 
you know, maybe you guys have covered it on past episodes, but for those that haven't listened or forgot, I would like to know what drove you to it. Um, I think we discussed last time my, you know, my growing up, um, it wasn't the best. You know, my, my mom did the best she could with what we had. And, you know, sometimes it, it, uh, it was okay. Sometimes it wasn't, but, um, what drove me to the job was, you know, seeing, uh, folks struggle, not being able to get the help they needed from, whether it be law enforcement or social services or, you know, those things. So I wanted, I got into the job to try to change people's lives. Um, and then once I got into it, I was all about the gun, the bad, mm-hmm. driving fast, <laughs> you know, getting as much mileage out of that fucking badge oh, as yeah. I could, you know, on and off duty. Um, but yeah, that's what drove me to it. And then, of course, the drilling of uh, you know, a, a car chase or bank robber or whatever, you know, those things what kept me in it. But um, yeah, why did you get in that? I thought you were going to ask them first. No. <laughs> I told you I was going to. I gave you time to think so, about it. So, oh, I, I was. I, I was in my mind. You don't know, now so, you know. No. Um, so, <laughs> looking back now, um, you know, I felt like I always kind of had a somewhat of a, I don't know, like a protector mindset. I mean, I'd always have friends that were bullied in school. Poland was always bullied because yeah, he was yeah. a douchebag. <clears throat> I was going to go with Goofy, but. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> no. We did. No, I never, I never. Year or yeah, yeah, we graduated together. You knew each other in high school? Yeah, we're friends. That's fucking cool. I used to go to his house for lunch and just steal all his food, basically. Yeah, yeah. He called me a mooch all the time. Put corn, corn on his uh, computer so he'd get in trouble. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, no idea. <laughs> we won't talk about that. But no, I mean, even even younger than that, elementary. Um, you know, I was always the smallest kid in the grade, right. but I wrestled, so that helped people kind of, you know, not mess with me. But for I always, I don't know, I just attached to people that kind of got bullied um, <clears throat> and always wanted to try to stick up for them. Hell, I mean, my brother was two years older than me, and I remember he'd get in fights at the bus stop, and I'd be, like, tackling people off of him and, like, helping him out yeah. every chance. And he could kick the shit on me, but I was doing what I could. Um, you know, and later that, that progressed. It's like the scene in Christmas story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's got enough. Uh, I just freaking yeah. <laughs> I never did that, but I helped him out. Um, and then you know, I, I my dad, um, blue collar as, as you get, construction carpenter, and my brother is two years older. Obviously, he went the same route. And man, I just never, I never picked that up. Even at a young age, my brother was outside, you know, building tree houses and shit, and I was inside playing Grand Theft Auto and shooting people and stuff so um so shooting prostitutes yeah so um you know I, I looked in the military i wasn't man enough to go do that my parents weren't big fans of it so um i wanted to keep wrestling got me to college and i'm looking over the the you know list of majors you can take and not a single mm-hmm. one of them looked appealing to criminal justice um i thought it'd be kind of cool to to go that route um i wanted to go feds even though I don't even know I didn't even know what the hell that meant but my my answer to people when they said you really want to be a cop I said fuck no everybody hates cops I want to be (laughs) 
like I want to be in the Marshals or I want to be DEA or something like that where people are more afraid of me, you know. So, um, but through that, obviously, you got to get your experience. And, and so I moved back home and, and started the PD and just fell in love. I mean, yeah, the, like you said, the change, yeah, yeah, the, the, the general to change people's lives answer. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it, it's, it, it is Usually very general, but um, it's, it's been pretty cool to see, you know, cause I, I've been the bad guy a lot on the, on the road. Whenever you arrest somebody, you're always the bad guy. To somebody. Sure. Um, yeah. But to see some of those people come back and, and apologize and say, Hey, I needed that. And I want yeah. to thank you for that. It um, happens was, a lot too. It does. It happens way more than people realize. Oh, yeah. um, and that's it why should it should happen more. But it should. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's hard to, it, it, you really, and what I've done to even the younger guys that have started since I've started is trying to tell them you can't take anything on the job personal because these people are in really shitty parts of their lives and they're not, you know, there's so many good people out there that just because, um, you know, something like that's going on doesn't mean they're a bad person. And well, they so. see us, it means usually probably their worst yeah, day of their fucking yeah. life. But yeah. to us, just another day, you know. Right. But to them, <laughs> talk shit. about having people come back and thank you. Like, what's crazy is, I, you know, I, I put class X felonies on people that have, and they've actually thanked me. Actually, right. when the incident occurred, they thanked me that day. That's crazy. It's incredible sitting in an interview room yeah. and seeing the relief on some, you can tell. They're relieved. Finally. Yeah. And get yeah. some help. Yeah. yeah. They probably have always wanted to try to get help. At least a lot of them want to. Yeah, that's why, you know, I think Drug Court has been a good good diversion program. I mean, there's... To those that want it. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. been yeah. so... You got the people that take a, take a lot of advantage of it. Yeah. And, and how do you sift through that? You don't. You so. can I mean, there's holes in every program. Sure but, you know, it works better than what sure. there was before, which is... Holy shit, we were, like you said, we were popping class X felonies on folks every other day for meth labs. 20 years. Yeah. First time. Man. Not everybody needs locked up. I get Not that. Not everybody needs locked up. A lot of people just need help. Yeah. But that's how we get them help is by yeah. catching them, arresting them, and yeah. forcing them into some help, which right. they're later usually grateful for, sure. or they sometimes, you know, slip off. Yeah. I mean, we see it all. It's hit or miss, yeah. But at least we get to say that we tried, and that's that's the thing, man. You, I can be called a lot of names, and and we're harassing harassing people every day when we stop them. Um, but whenever you get those people that come back and say thank you, it it, it definitely is a relief because yeah. it can get old going after the same people and getting fucking bitched at the whole time every time you stop yeah. them. It's and like working in a factory, you know. And you got their nice. family calling like, "Hey, why are you guys not doing anything against my family member?" They're they're using a bunch of drugs and they're, you know, destroying their family. So we're getting pulled 14 different ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't so, realize what it goes in no. trying to get a, a rest for something like that. Yeah. It's not just easy to walk up. Oh, I'm going to search you right now. Yeah. Show me everything you got. Yeah. It's well, not, and most of your cop or, you know, regular general cops day is not arresting folks. It's doing other shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 90% of it. Yeah. I mean, how many people were you arrested today? Uh, zero. Right, because you don't have time to, no, probably. I've been on, like, fucking 12 calls already. Exactly, and none of those involved arrests. No. Just a lot of it to us is silly shit. But to them folks, 
Holy shit, that's a big, that's something they're probably going to talk about the rest of their fucking life. Yeah. yeah. And to you, it's a log entry. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't. You know, your problems don't compare to what the next call could be or, you know, well, the one that just came from it. Folks just have too big goddamn egos to realize. I've been thing. I've been listening to the Be Effective podcast. It's a really good one. Um, just started, and I don't know the numbers, but he talks all the time about how law enforcement um, officers deal with like some three, four, five hundred different major incidents. You know, whereas a normal um, non-first responder may have one or two in their life. Wild. You know? That's wild to think about that. How many times as a civilian have you watched a major crime or major accident or something happen and it's not very often. But we see that shit every day. So that's why uh, cops and first responders have PTSD, man. I mean you can't shake that. It always stays with you no matter what you do. And like I keep saying, you better find a healthy way to deal with it, because if not, then a healthy one will find you. Very quickly. So, Tebow, what, what's you guys? Your, what's your answer? Suck, Tebow. <laughs> that was a goofy guy. He sure. put two arrows in a deer and didn't find it. Yeah, Good. but talk about mental health. That's... Oh, happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I, I can't get on Facebook and see a picture of a guy holding his bucket without just having anxiety out the roof. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> took me took 15 man. years. But anyway, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was, you know, at some point a calling. I just like, you know what? It seems like something I could get into that would fit me. You know, the first year of college, I just kind of took prerequisites because I didn't. Wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I mean, I enjoy helping people. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. What was uh, your job prior to uh, law enforcement? Factory. Yeah, factory. factory so a lot of folks come yeah. from factory. Eight right? years in a factory, and I don't know what. Got a wild hair at my butt, but I ended up doing a ride along with Devin just out of the whim, which I already had my degree in criminal justice, but okay. I got sucked into the factory stuff and went out with Devin and chased a couple dopers around and man I got excited. Hooked, right? I got excited. Oh, quick. that was you know, that was when I first really started. So I'm yeah. I got stories yeah. left and yeah. I'm like yeah. I, I got in a foot pursuit this day and then the next day some guy, you know, fucking tried to fight me and then we got into a vehicle pursuit and blah 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 and he's just like, I fucking hate my life in the factory. <laughs> yeah, that was and I did. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. did. So that's, I, I don't know, that lit the fire back up because I had tried when I was 20, 21 to try and get on departments and stuff. And, and that finally just said, screw it, I'll yeah. try and go wherever because this is something I want to do. So I'm, I'm well, it worked. The time, so. timing worked out really yeah, great. And that team was Because, yeah. I mean, I was testing all kinds of places. I ended up having a Decatur call, Mount Zion call, uh-huh. Charleston, and Eastern, and all that. Everybody wanted that was, that, was, that was later. I was just super thankful Matt Toon was like a week prior to that. And I was like, but it ended up somewhere crappy I didn't want to go. <laughs> I can't imagine working in Decatur. Oh, it's just, Which is why their turnover rates probably. Yeah. The room. I would not. Like that. Oh, that man. list that list I was on, they had eighteen people out of the over hundred people that tested made the list. Yeah. And they blew through that list in a month. That's Jeez. the problem with you know law enforcement these days too, that there aren't as many folks testing. Right. Number one. Who the fuck would want to be a cop? Test rates are way yeah. down. Coming out of college, all gung ho, you know, or not even coming out just coming out of high school, you know, or the military, and you're seeing this shit online. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fucking be a cop. I worry about it. I worry about the future of law enforcement for that very reason because of... They're not showing any of the good. No. 
They never will. No, and so that's up to us. But how you know how do we how do we talk about that and podcasts? Podcasts, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we know that we're kind of putting our necks out here on the line um, to for kind of some bad shit to happen. And we hope that it doesn't do that, but um, it's hard. It's hard for cops to to talk about stuff. Well, yeah. sure. I, and I, of course, I can say whatever the hell I want because I, <laughs> I don't have repercussions. I'm my own fucking boss. That's yeah. true. It's a great place to be, but yeah, policing in, in America today is harder than it's ever been. I, I'm not really sure what the answer is to, well, I, I have a lot of theories, but um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time, man. It really is. I, I really want to expand right now and ask you a question, but I want Clint to get his Yeah, so let's let Clint talk for a second. So my um, kind of standard thing as well, you know, I, I was born and raised in this community. Uh, kind of, uh, I didn't really get my interest until later in life. I was in my early 30s. Um, I actually worked here in this building prior to becoming law enforcement. Or for my dad. By the way, we're um, not in the pig pen. We're, yeah, we're changing right, stuff yeah, up. We'll maybe, we'll maybe yeah. get into that later, but go ahead. But yeah, so uh, my dad, uh, the dental technician, he owns this building and we basically work for a dentist uh, making chrome bridge, things like that. So uh, just like it sounds, it's boring. As That's fun. a total difference. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably feel like you had more to give to the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, is it a good job? Absolutely. Uh, it's a great job. You know, he's done well for uh, his, my dad's done well for our family and, and everything. Um, but it just wasn't for me. It was, it was tedious. It was, it was very boring. Um, uh, so I kind of started looking out. Uh, I was talking to my wife and, and she had mentioned a few different things, law enforcement being one of them. Um, I had some family members that are law enforcement officers, um, so I kind of picked their brains, and then I did some ride-alongs with Devin as well. Uh, I didn't, I don't know how many, numerous ride-alongs. Here comes the big that's head. A, that's Here a good recruitment, boys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. I <laughs> uh, really enjoyed that, and then uh, decided that, um, you know, I wanted to do a shop, so it worked out there again. We're at, they were testing, and they had some vacancies and stuff like that. Um, I will say now, though, it's gotten a little bit more personal, um, where on my wife's side of the family, we've had a, uh, her, her cousin, uh, young cousin of that, early, early 20s, uh, died last, was it spring or summer? This is past spring exactly or summer, yeah. He, uh, he died, and I won't go into detail with that, but uh, it, it's drug-related, so it kind of got personal to me yeah, a little yes, bit right there. Absolutely. And um, so... That'll that, light a fire more. That, that's just right? it, yeah. That, so that's kind of what it did. It kind of, you know, not that I was ever losing the fire, but it's it's made it, I guess it's like dumping gas on an already existing sure. fire. It's kind of blown up. Sure. So, uh, you know, definitely, to, it's kind of transitioned, like I said, definitely more to uh, trying to help out other people now. And by help out right now, you know, I'm, my thing is to try and get them off the street. So, yeah. well, and if you help out the community. <laughs> Apparently, like you said, you didn't like, you didn't need a fire. You already had one lit. Sure. I know that from, you know, I didn't get the opportunity to work with you, but I, you know, I know that you didn't need that, but it's great to have something to keep you going no matter what. Yeah, sure. Because that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Exactly. Rest of your career, and you're going to have a long, distinguished one, I'm sure of it, but. 
and you'll probably have unfortunately other things that you're gonna oh, yeah. be able to add into yeah. that. And uh, yeah, time will tell. But you're finding a healthy way to deal with those situations, and that you know, and I think that's you know, why this podcast exists, man. Absolutely, sure. I mean, you guys are so young, and it's refreshing to see young officers um, already finding healthy ways to deal with. Uh, you know, I was talking. I won't mention her name. But I was talking to a probation officer. Um, just you know, hour or two ago when I left the acupuncture, shout out Dr. Kletzig over in Charleston. <laughs> He's an amazing acupuncturist and other things. Um, but Rubbing tongue. she she no, she was saying uh, how uh, they were going to classes, how to deal with you know the PTSD and some of the stress that's going on and. You know, because they're sucked into it too, not as much as police officers, but um, I was telling her about the book and why I wrote it and uh, the message that we're trying to put out there is there is PTSD in law enforcement. There's an existing issue. It's not ever addressed. And uh, if you, uh, like I said, can find a healthy way like you guys have had, it's just, it's, it's refreshing to see. It truly is. Speaking of the uh, podcast, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys at all because I've been busy. We've been working nice. too, too, man. But uh, obviously, I had a, a drunk driver last night that I ended up arresting. <laughs> he actually looked at me and he called me a uh, man. You're a goofy fuck, and I'm like, <laughs> like, well, I, I've heard That's that. Real quick. He's really trying to upset me at this point. I'm like, you know what? I've obviously been told that a million times. He's like, you know what? Me too. I'm goofy as well. But we ended up at the hospital for a uh, blood draw and, you know, urine samples and all that. Um, but the tech there drawing the blood, he looks up and uh, apparently recognizes me. He's like, you know what, I've listened to your podcast and, and I've I've done all, heard all that. And we started talking about hunting and also we got a drunk guy in the corner trying to interject some kind of <laughs> weird story or something as well. And he's still, you know, super emotional, yeah. but it was still cool the fact that run into somebody and yeah. actually no. listens to the podcast and stuff and I'm like holy hell I guess people are kind of listening that's, yeah, <laughs> man, that's, that has to be a great feeling because you're actually <laughs> touching someone's life apparently positively through uh, this podcast I, I hope man. I mean I, I enjoyed it passed the time a little quicker getting to talk about it and you yeah. know it was pretty neat <laughs> I thought yeah, I know right. every time I come on, we kind of take a left turn from what you guys usually uh, discuss. Um, but no, it's a good mix up, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Jumping around from the hunting aspect to the policing yeah. side of things yeah. is good. Because we usually don't talk Here's a whole the... lot of policing when we're yeah, we don't. typically yeah. listening to some of the episodes. And, and that's the thing, you know, it, everybody has to have their stick or whatever you want to call it, your angle. Yeah. Because you know you need to be recognized to be able to get your message out there. You know, I mean, I disguise mine with a book. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. Yours with a podcast, sure. and there's just there's so many voices out there right now. You, you, it's hard to be the last one. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? But yeah. it sounds like uh, you're doing something right. You know? Yeah, we might be on the right path. I hope. Well, my. Nephew is a nurse out there at the hospital. I know he listens to the podcast. Oh, really? So hopefully he's spreading word out there too. <laughs> it is refreshing to hear you guys. I mean, um, Boston's back. 
But we were just saying I was out at the My hospital. My wife's at home, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> we got a little piece for about a minute and a half. Yeah, we were just saying I was at the hospital for a blood draw. The guy drawing the blood actually listens to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> that's great. He's one of the guys that actually, you know, messages us. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Oh, didn't know, know that. Poland. Thanks. I don't know this stuff, but I still thought it was pretty cool. It's yeah, because you're in charge of the Facebook, and you are fucking failing. Are you, are you, are you serious? Facebook. The guy that creates the fifth one. Let's not get into an argument. <laughs> I don't want to have to sing Jesus Loves Me. Yeah, please don't. Pull, pull the noise doing. No, I don't really. He's he's goofy. Hey, um, I got some goofy me too. You got somewhere to, uh, to go with this right now. I want to ask you a question. Go for it. Um... And I talked about this. Sorry, we're doing a hard transition here. I talked about this a little bit in episode three. Um, we talked about like the mental aspect of law enforcement, and all that. Um, I want to I want to pick your brain because I know that you also did kind of the another big aspect, um, and that's kind of more the physical. Um, you did Muay Thai, is that right? Yes. A lot of Muay Thai. And yeah. did you do any MMA? Do you any cage fighting or anything like that? I did. Uh... Started out Muay Thai, and then towards the end, we were transitioning into MMA. Come on, uh, Jeremy Harmonson. He's yeah. they actually Bad opened dude. the gym back up over here, right? Yes. They, I tell you, he fought at like one fifty-five, and I was about I got up to about two thirty, and none of it was fat, and that. He could kick my ass around that gym every single day. It'll humble the shit out of you. Maybe. Because if you know him, he's very calm. Yeah, he's a preacher. He's, cool. he's a preacher. Yeah. But could you imagine Jeremy running into... Harmonson? He, he, he was like the American Muay Thai kickboxing champion. He'll kick bad your freaking head off. Motherfucker. So could you imagine running into somebody that... Like, if I'm a bad guy yeah. and I'm like going to go over here to County Market and try to get, you know, whatever, and hurt, hurt somebody and think that yeah. I'm, I'm picking on some little dweeb... And he just fucking <laughs> knocks your head really off. Yeah. You he gotta respect everybody silly. these days. Yeah. So he knocked me silly many times. That's what I was. True um, believers, Jim. Yes, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. And it just reopened. I don't know if it's the same name, but anyways. So I know that you were a practicer of some mix or some martial art. So how how much? And I, I kind of know the answer, but it is what it is. Um, right. I think I know what you're gonna say, but how much of that to in today's world? is um i guess the lack thereof training in that aspect is leading to some of these incidents that we're seeing go go well i've I've always said that physical health is has to be number one whenever you're in law enforcement because you guys you know you train with your pistol mandatory twice a year now is there any uh hand-to-hand combat training mandatory fucking zero fucking zero zero so it fucking blows my mind how many times do you put hands on folks in almost every day all the time you don't shoot people all the time so So, and i'm not saying god you don't have to but for fuck's sakes yeah there there needs to be i mean you're a wrestler so you have that to go back on but a lot of a lot of cops don't, and they're getting their asses kicked on the streets. And this and is they another have to part transition to firearms yeah. or something because they can't can't uh, 
handle themselves uh, physically. Sure. Yeah. And I remember in an academy even, and I know like I obviously wrestled my whole life. I'm never going to claim to be uh, very good or an expert at control tactics or anything like that. But it was like the stuff that they were actually teaching at academy too. I'm like, I would fucking never do this right on the street. And I, yes. there was a couple people I pulled aside, you know, afterwards and they're like practicing this stuff. I'm like, if you ever grab somebody from behind and sit down and pull them on top of you, that's fucking terrible. You're fucked. You don't want somebody on top of you. And I, they maybe, maybe, you. maybe if you're a BJJ, like, Specialist, you yeah. you'll be all right there, but out, normal Joe out. Blow, you don't. What is the fucking, purpose of that? I just to get him on the ground, I guess. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I went through a different. He went through a different one, which was still a pathetic excuse for you know. Tactics. And I get like they're they yeah. have a huge array of of physical skills that they have to adapt to. I get uh, that. Yeah, there's but fuck. Big, well, about yeah. every fight ends up on the fucking ground. That's, that's, yeah. that's, absolutely. Yeah. I have some ground fight. That's where I want to be. Well, of course, because you're a wrestler. Absolutely. I want to stand up because I'm a kickboxer. <laughs> you want to kick some heads off. <laughs> I did. I, and I did, you know, I didn't really enjoy rolling around on the fucking ground with guys for three hours a day. I love it. And then I got my <laughs> knee kicked out, and that was the end of that. So, but, and, yeah. sorry, I'm just trying to get through this because... Well, you mentioned training a couple of the main a couple times a year with pistol, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Would that be a good time to transition to this top question real quick? I mean, so you can get the squeeze those in. I know we're trying to oh, yeah. try and train parents. Well, so. yeah, well, we just do the question. Well, I just, he had yeah, something else, but I just, I, I just wanted to tie that. I always I have remember. something else. Yeah, so shut up for the yeah. <laughs> Now, we're not going to play it, but Bill and Ashmore ask, who's the best shot with a pistol? Oh, shit. Out of the four of us. Or the, 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 like, like you've ever seen in law enforcement. Well, Clint sucks. Um, <laughs> Poland will hit somebody twice, but he won't do anything. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> if it's really? anything like his archery. Really? No, I don't, I don't know that we've ever really like had a competition. Yeah. And that's what's crazy, man. Like uh, Part of our training yeah. should be a competitive. Well, like, maybe he meant... Man. He just said best shot, I assume, with pistol. Maybe since it's an archery thing. I tend, I tend to pull things to the left just shoot. a little bit. So, I mean, I still... With your so gun and that's, that's a Glock. Yeah, yeah. my bow I'm like that. With uh, my handgun, I, it just doesn't really justify how good a person is, but I think I shot a 96. So what, last qualification. what is the furthest shot you're comfortable with taking with a bow? A bow? Yeah. Like the, you at an animal or a target? That's a lot different. An animal. Yeah. I, I, I can do a kill shot with it. I would do 40 to 45. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's 10, 15 farther. I did some really dumb shit my first year. 30 ish. 30 tops. Yeah, maybe 30. I did I some dumb that shit. Distance, yeah. But that's just yeah. That's an impressive way. shot. Right? I, I remember pulling coming for my track to help me. I told him, I said, I think I shot about 60 yards and I hit this fucking deer and it fell. And he got up and walked away when I never found it. So we go to the spot where I shot it. And he's like, where were you? And I'm like, pointing through the trees. I'm like, there's a tree standing up. He's yonder. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that was so dumb. That was very irresponsible of me. Clue. But I hit it. Yeah. Yeah. But I would never do that again. I remember so. John Cloak. I don't know if he still can, but that sucker, he could hit like 60 yards. Just bury it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He's, still, he's still going out and yeah, all stuff, yeah. And then Dave Lowe. I don't know. Uh, Dave Lowe in uh, ISP. That, that dude became... A master shot and still is with a bow too. So there's there's several. 
I guess to answer Bill's question is Bill. uh, we don't know who's the best. I think we're all uh, I'd say we're pretty we're, we're all efficient enough with them that if, if need be, you know, we can Definitely do what we have that. to do with one. So all right, well, how about Jim in Charleston? He said, Who would win in an all out fist fight between cops and firefighters? Devin. Oh, Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta wake the, wake him up first. Yeah, we gotta wake him up. I was gonna say yeah. that's why would you ask cops? But I threw it in. Our <laughs> hose is involved. <laughs> you can whoop them with your hose if you choose. But cops, they do have time to. I mean, probably. I think they outnumber us too. If they, they? If they got They're serious, probably in better shape than they could be. Oh, I, I would agree. Yeah, you know they have more time too, and they, yeah. you know, they cook meals there. Well, it's it's help. it's bad to sit like in the squad car for too long or oh, whatever. Yeah, Whenever you're laying in bed all day, you, it keeps your muscles pretty relaxed. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can work out, like you said, they cook sure. their own good meals. They're not yeah. going not out eating fast food because they have a lack of time to yeah. eat. You know, or walking around with twenty pounds on their fucking waist and another whatever the best ways these days, man. But okay. as soon as they're ready for it, let's. We can we can Fist get it going. Fight. <laughs> oh, I like that question. Yeah. Last one. It just it was from two one seven. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it says uh, do cops really like donuts? Absolutely. I ate one this morning. Yeah, yes. They're delicious. Yes. We call but, them we call them power rings. Well, my daughter and I were discussing this the other day. I said you take a box of fucking donuts, set in the middle of any conference room of any. Profession, profession in yeah. America, and those donuts can hammer. disappear. Absolutely, yeah. right? Oh yeah. I, mean, I don't love just right. Yeah. You know, I don't love donuts and coffee because I'm a cop. I exactly. It's because I'm a fucking human. I'm a cop because I love donuts <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> Who doesn't? Shout out to Lions Coffee. I wonder why that ever became a thing. Because I, I know, probably I, more I, cop, I've seen more cops eat bagels than donuts. To be honest with you, it's probably, probably a, a nighttime. By somebody that here's my cop. here's my prediction. It's a nighttime gas station. Uh, cop goes and hangs out at the gas station. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and they sit there and talk to the attendant and they drink a coffee. And what what else is available at, at two o'clock in the morning? But donuts. Yeah, it's hard to That's my prediction. I could yeah. be wrong. Here's an uh, it's like a meme that was sent to us. It says. A day in the life of a fireman that has some pictures, and it says, first one is eat till you're retired. Second, sleep <laughs> till you're hungry. Three, repeat. <laughs> yes. I know we're busting uh, on fireman. I, I do love yeah, there's a few firemen I like, but they're they're fun to bust on. They bust on us. Uh, yeah. They, they give it back. Yeah, there are people. Yeah, they can take it. I mean, one of the guy that I've been hunting with all, all year, he's, yeah. he's a firefighter. Uh, they're they're yeah. good. They're yeah. good. Yeah. I do. Have, uh, I got another uh, listener question. Um, so Brian, let me let me check this real quick. I don't know. If, I think he texted it to me. I just wrote mine down. See, I was prepared. Yeah. He, this never is, this is my life. Another bed. Yeah. Um, to be iron in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot going on. You know. <laughs> You're working now too, right? You're on on your Hold lunch break. I, I, I pretty Don't much remember that. Sound. I will. So, I love her, man. She's always like, her just came back today. Oh, 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 Devin wants to talk. I got to talk, guys. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> I'm going to throw the mic. Yeah. Are you guys done? Hurry up. I want to make sure you guys are done. Yes. We're good. We got less than, we're like nine minutes. Do it. All right. So, we're at 10 minutes. Like um, gentleman named Brian. Um, 
he's a local law enforcement at a smaller department in this area. He, um, we're actually going to have him on later this week to really figure or to really find out, you know, the ins and outs of who he is and everything like that. So, um, none of them, I've only met him once in, in real life, but these guys have never talked to him. Um, he said that he's wanting to get into writing a book. And right. so he wants to ask you what the process was like, um, writing it and finding somebody to help you out and publishing it and all that. Well, probably a long answer, but <laughs> you got nine minutes. <laughs> no, do your thing. No, it, I was very fortunate because I I found Dr. Whitlow, my editor, my mentor, my father. He took me under his wing, and he you know, he's a professor at Eastern for thirty five years, and. He's a triple PhD, so he knows what the hell he's doing, what he's talking about. So I was very fortunate to find him. Now, he's not writing books or helping anyone with them anymore, so I can't turn him there. But it, find a good editor. Um, write about something that you are passionate about because you are going to spend hours upon hours uh, either on your computer or I prefer just handwriting it. Um, the process for a book is write, 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 write some more, <laughs> Left. throw it away, write, <laughs> rewrite it. write, write, throw it away, start over, write, repeat, yeah. you know, and it took two years for me to get to mine. Mine was an emotional one, you know, I was doing it to, um, basically a therapeutic reason, obviously, um. But to, uh, you know, I always wanted to do it, always said I was going to do it. So it was a goal in my life to write it. So, sure. you know, you can't just write a book because you want to write a book. Right. Be so passionate about it that you, the only thing you wouldn't do is leave your family for it. You know, because right. it's going <laughs> to become, you know, yeah. part of you. Or it should, or it's going to be a shitty book. Um, I mean, mine might be shitty. You know, I think it's good. I've had, you know, a lot of people tell me it's good. Um, whoever reads it likes it. So I think if you do put your passion into it and you do find the right editor um, or at least someone to read it and tell you if it fucking sucks. Sure. <laughs> now, let me ask you, and you probably already covered this in the last podcast we did, or you probably already said it and I just wasn't paying attention enough. Did you start writing before you got all the doc, or did doc kind of push I you to start? I always wrote things down uh, throughout my career because I did have it in mind, and you know. Uh, at what point in your career did you start doing that? Oh, Matt, was it Matt? Probably, yeah, I'd been in, in for five, six years. I was at Matt Toon already. I can't. I just can't shut up. So, is that because you identified that? You maybe were going through some shit mentally, but you, and it was a way to start, kind of what we're doing now, but yeah. a, a different a different route. Yeah, I yes, it was always. It was it was probably two prong. One because I knew I wanted to write a book. Two because I needed somebody to talk to or some way to you put it down. Sure. And Kelly just. Fucking sick of listening to me sometimes. Right. So I, you know, wanted to put it somewhere, and I, I was, you know, I had too big of an ego to ask for help or to go. Too much pride, man. We just talked about that last one. Too much pride, right? Yeah. So, and you, 
you know, we can never talk about that enough. You no. know, our egos, you know, are through the roof, and I think they have to be to be able to do the job that y'all do. But we'll have to come back down to earth yeah. and, and find a way to to deal with it. But yeah, I think too that's that's what it was. Um, remember back is to try to help myself, and um, but also with the thought of doing a book at some point um, after I re- retired. But yeah, I have two very short ones. Love you, brother. Start wrapping this up. Do you have any other question, uh, listener questions? No. No. Anything else you want to touch on, real quick? Um, I I know we didn't even talk about the book. Anyhow, I know we've been. We'll have plenty more sit downs. We can. Oh yeah. This is our podcast. We can do it. Fook, we want to. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I don't care. Like like I said, when whenever it was released, I. I don't care if I make a dollar from it. I did it. Well, good thing, because we ain't making shit. Well, right. I mean, I, I wanted to uh, basically have people see the book or hear about it and then say, oh, yeah, there are issues, you know, in, in um, law enforcement with first responders. You know, everybody needs a little help. And... Uh, like we always say, you guys always say, and I said last time I was on, contact me. Um, I'm on Facebook, David Vanderport. Just you know, hit me on Messenger. Um, you can also call the phone number or hit it on. Uh, hit you guys up on the phone. The voicemail number is on our Instagram. Yes. Um, Bio. I don't have it memorized. That so. is seven six five three nine zero one four nine four. If you call that, it'll go straight to your phone, right? Well, there's a chance that you could message. have a straight on conversation with Van, <laughs> or do you have it set to automatic? It says go straight to voice okay. or text. Um, but I, I, depending on what it is, don't send them. If you send a fucking dick pic, I swear <laughs> to God, I'll track you down and I will remove it. So the reason we wanted to do that was kind of a, a more of an interaction-based thing where people can call that number and then leave yeah. us a message and then we can, and they can put on there that, hey, I don't want this to be over the yeah. air or, hey, can you put this over the air? And then you can hear your own voice and then we can yeah. answer that directly. So pretty cool idea that you, you thought of, Andy, so I appreciate I that. I stole it from the guys at Hard Factor, I'll be honest okay. with you. They, um, they have a great podcast too. Uh, would listen to this one first and then go to Hard Factor. That's right. I got five minutes till court. So um, let's do it. We'll wrap it up. Appreciate everybody listening. Yes. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying these uh, Vandyland episodes as much as we are. Uh, always a pleasure to sit down with our, our good brother. Yeah, uh, appreciate it, man. Colin, you got anything to say? No. This is, he's yawning. He's yawning. Put him to sleep. Night, uh, he's night shift. So three hours. This has sleep. been a great release for me too. I appreciate you guys well, inviting me back. Let me course. ask you this one more awesome. question. Do you feel like this is maybe giving you a little bit of your identity identity back that you lost whenever you Anytime were Anytime I can hang out with cops, it feels like I'm in the squad room again. I have the sailor's mouth anyway, but I can talk to you guys about things that I would not talk to my yeah. non-cop friends sitting around in a room like this. I, they're just things I, would, oh, yeah. I couldn't discuss because they don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. They think, oh, those are fucking awesome stories. Now those are our life. Yeah. Those are yeah. you guys' daily lives. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, I just want to call attention to it. Thank you guys, man, because this. We thank you for coming, brother. Yeah, appreciate uh-huh. it. And the friendship and everything. Anytime, so, yeah. can't, can't wait for this to grow. Keep growing. Yeah. Um, hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, 
Poland started a Facebook, a business Facebook, but you can't interact. So there's another Facebook page where you can interact. Interact with us. Give us and questions. What, call tell, that number. Tell us what the, what it, what's the name of it on Facebook. Blue Tail Bowhunters. Yes. Exactly Blue Tail Bowhunters. And then the business one is like Blue Tail Bowhunters LLC. LLC, okay. yes. And that'll be where our merchandise will be dropped in the next, at some point. There'll probably years, be, I'm assuming there will be a link in one or the other to the other. Hopefully. Hopefully at some point once we figure out what the fuck we're doing. So yes. yeah. until then, keep supporting us. Uh, <laughs> keep up the feedback. Questions, keep them coming. We love it. We love doing this. Manny, we love having you. Peace. Till next time. Be great or be great. Be great or what? Be great or be great at it. <laughs> Toodles. <I got> it. <laughs>